Hi guys, Hi welcome guys. back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt. I am your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. This is our very special Halloween edition. Oh, spooky! Um, I'm with a spooky lady. It's my lovely girlfriend Rebecca. You're not looking very spooky today. How are you? No, I'm not. I'm in my comfies. I'm not right. I was going to wear my orange and black top, but I can't be bothered. So I'm wearing lilac today. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a peek behind the curtain real quick. This is the third, maybe fourth attempt to do this podcast today. So if we seem like we're rushing this bit, it's because we've spoken about this at least three times. Stop ringing. So I was answering. I put the phone down and then it started ringing again. I was like, oh, can we just start from the top? It's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll streamline it all. It's all good. So music news. We'll start off with the Steel Panther. Um, Steel Panther have been... Uh, not them personally have been in hot water, but a radio station over in South Africa have, have landed themselves in a little bit of hot water this week um, because they play the smoothest uh, tunes from the 70s today over at LM Radio. So listeners were shocked on Saturday at 2pm when the song Glory Hole by Steel Panther played. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know who Steel Panther are, they are a comedy, very highly sexual um parody of a of a um a hair metal band from the 80s um they're very good very talented um and the lyrics that played at 2 a.m uh 2 p.m sorry on saturday were honey i don't know who's sucking my dick tonight i'm gonna blow my load at the glory hole load at the glory hole popped up so that's rather amusing <laughs> and obviously um blink 182 have broken the internet tom is back new song 200 pound tickets like we don't need to go over that because it's a thing um and it's fucking mental um i do want to give a particular shout out to uh, cabal who've just landed a support slot with dying fetus nasty and frozen soul which is happening in february across europe and uk but we are here oh and also download festival 7th of november as soon as we get the announcement of the announcement we're going to do some sort of podcast very quickly hopefully after and talking all about that is that everything we've caught up with yeah it's okay we're back to where we started so um. it is halloween night 31st of october as you guys listen to this it's all very very spooky we've got a few little things lined up but first of all i'd like to ask rebecca what does halloween mean to you what do you kind of remember from from childhood of halloween and what, what does it mean to you now you're an adult um, we didn't really do like big Halloween things as a kid. I remember just, I just remember my mum gave me a bin liner and a, and a witch's hat as a costume <laughs> and then Amazing. going to, going to, so, and, and knocking around the houses, um, um, just the next like village over. And it's really weird because I knocked on a house and they wouldn't open the door. They were obviously in. Mm. And they wouldn't answer the door. And to this day, when I go past on the bus, I recognise that house. I'm like, that's a house that wouldn't answer my uh, my knocking for sweeties. <laughs> so and that house was a house where they wouldn't answer the door and wouldn't give me sweeties. I still remember that house. Yeah. How how old were you roughly? Do you think? Um, probably maybe six or seven I'd say because I'm this house that I'm in now I was 11 when I moved here so I'll probably say about probably roughly about say about six or seven because my mum was like literally um walking around with us so I was only young 
but I can mm. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I guess what kind of Halloween means to me very broadly is I am a big, uh, we love horror. We, we're we're yeah, horror people. We, we, we love horror films and things like that. So we're going to do, um, we've got a, a few things to do with horror movies and stuff in a, in a little bit. But um, I guess it's just an excuse to, to kind of get spooky in in the sense of okay let's so like you only have to look at netflix and and various other streaming platforms that all they're putting on now is pushing scary movies because it's halloween Mm -hmm. but that makes me so annoyed because it should be like that anyway like when you when you go on netflix like you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom most of the time to get your horror fix and it's kind of like okay like I, i'd rather have that at the top and just because horror is like you know i feel like there's there's a good kinship between being a rock fan a metal fan a punk fan whatever into heavier music and um into horror and things like that and the occult so i think it's kind of cool i think it's kind of cool um so i would like to know your top three halloween sweets that you could get so for me, I'm going to go with my top three like chocolates I used to get in a Halloween box. My top three, I would go a Twix is a solid chocolate to yeah, go in a Halloween box. Twix yeah. is a solid. Um, I get right. Okay, this is this is this is like god tier level now. Okay, right. If you used to get like the little packs of Maltesers, oh, we still you can still get them now. You can still get them now. And my number one spot for Halloween sweets I used to get in my little pumpkin uh, bucket thing I used to have was a Mars bar. I fucking love... And you know what, right? I will never say a bad word about the deceased. My bloody nan, like, used to fucking eat so many Mars bars. And she was, like, type 2 diabetic as well, like, same as me. And it was a case of, nan, you're not allowed them. And she's like, well, just, just have one, just have one. So I'm, I'm blaming all of this. On my nana. No, I'm not really. But you get my <laughs> so I get my Mars bar kind of fix and addiction from my nan. So um, yeah. What is your top three? If you had to pick three like favorite chocolate bars you can get, I love a Milky Way. Oh, so I chill. love I love a Milky Way. I really do. Whether you love them or hate them, I absolutely love a Milky Way. And okay. as to do like the cheap versions of them, and they taste exactly the same. Can it you might- remember? Can you remember the, um, was it, oh, they used to do like a crunchy version of it. Not like crunchies in the, the, the um, like it was Milky Bar, Milky Way, um, something. Let me just Google it. I can't think, I, I know what it is, what I'm thinking of, but I can't think what they called it. Um, Milky Way Crisp, was it? Crispy Rolls, maybe? Oh, yeah, they've been discontinued. Yeah. They've been discontinued now. They're, yeah, they were a class. But yeah, um, so but, I did, but I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get them in my uh, in my um, sweet boxes. You, yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah, I um, yeah, I used to love um, Milky Ways. Sorry, I just forgot what I was on about then. Sorry. Yes, right. Um, yeah, um, and I used to like, I like. <sighs> I used to like the chalky kind of sweets as well. So like, mm-hmm. it, I love chocolate, but where I can remember, it was mostly candy than sweets. I used to get like chocolate. It used to be like, they used to be like 
I don't think I'd be able to have them now and I don't even know if they still do them but they used to be in like a swizzles park they used to be a little little pack like this and they used to have three little tiny like hard like candy balls in them and they'd be different colors and different flavors I don't think I'd be able to have them now because I'm I'm vegetarian and and some sweets I can't actually eat now um, but yeah. I can used to remember them. I used to love them and I used to pop them out. Those are little like, candies like this. And I used to love them. And I used to obviously love Parma Violets as well that I used to get in, in them as well, which you can still get. You can still get Parma Violets. And I, yeah. Uh, I think, I think yeah. Parma Violets should be um, sent to room 101 and go to the depths of hell. Cause I, have yes, Parma- I know people don't like them because they're very perfumey sweets, but <laughs> I love them. Like I love the violets. <laughs> they're my favourite sweet. Hard, like, and I can eat them because they're veggie. But yeah, you can get them in the giant ones, or you can get the little ones. But I love palm violets. But yes, I know a lot of people don't like them because they are perfumey sweets. But they're uh, you know from my childhood, and that's what I used to get in my uh, in my uh, sweet box. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, if I had the choice now, I'd have chocolate. <laughs> so you meant you mentioned the 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 house that wouldn't give you sweets. I've got a similar story. Um, so again, we used to pretty much always religiously go around um, the houses where I used to live where my mum lives uh, and get chocolate from them and, and uh, trick or treat their houses. And then we always used to go to my nan's house, which is just in the town over. And um, I remember one particular house on my, on my nan's street um, and it was an old man. He gave, I remember distinctly, I must have been about 12 or 13, pr- probably old enough to know better to be going trick or treat at this point. But again, I've got two younger siblings. So like, we, I'm pretty certain they were with me, or at least if they weren't with me. I'm using that as an excuse. Um, <laughs> and I remember he just like knocked on the door and it's like, I trick or treat, whatever. And um, he took one look at me, right? And I'm not even joking and went, you clearly don't need any sweets, right? <laughs> To like a 13-year-old version of me, right? And and again, I agree. I probably didn't need the sweets, to be honest. But, you know, he had a pumpkin out of the front of his house. Like, he was playing the game, right? The, the game is, if you don't have your house, like, at all decorated, if you don't have a pumpkin out, like, don't knock on the door. That's what all we were always told as children, right? Um. Anyway, so he, he walks uh, away from his front door. I'm still standing at the front door at this point. He walks out to the kitchen, like, oh, I'm assuming it's the kitchen, and grabs like an apple and a banana, gives me an apple banana, right? And then says to me, he went, and may God rest your soul. I was like, <laughs> it was so weird because I was like, I sat there, I was like, okay. It's quite looking, morbid. I mean, like looking, back at, looking back at it now as an adult, I'm like, well, you had a pumpkin outside your house, right? So you're clearly like playing the Halloween thing, right? But it was kind of like yeah, so weird, so weird, so weird. Right. Anyway, before we before we go on, I have got a couple of special guests um, who've previously been on the podcast, and I, a couple of them have been very kind enough to send me a little voice note of what they enjoy or scared of at Halloween. So we're going to start with one of those. Let me just get the voice note up. Tell my phone up. This might have to be re-edited, but hopefully this will be okay. All right, so this is uh, Ben from Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Right, so as requested, Matt, I'm going to do this in reverse order because I'm absolutely terrified of heights. And 
fair shout. I thought that I was going to forget that, so I'm getting that out of the way early. Absolutely terrified of heights. Don't really like flying either. Horror films, horror franchises. So the one that immediately springs to mind from a jump scare perspective is the Alien films. Um, just this Solid. sort of existential dread of like, how the hell are we going to beat this massive alien that's clearly more powerful than humans? You know, you, you can run, but you can't hide that sort of thing. Um, in terms of actual horror films that kind of psychologically play on your mind, there's a really good film called Grave Encounters. And there's a bit halfway through it um, where they go into a lift and they basically think that they've escaped the haunted house and they go back to the hotel room and they go into a lift and they go down um, into the basement of the hotel and they actually end up back at the haunted house. So I thought that was quite cool. So uh, yeah, Grave Encounters, Alien, absolutely scared of heights, terrified. Cheers, bye. What an absolute legend Ben is. Thank you, Ben, for that. Thanks, Ben. You're a fucking hero. Um, <laughs> so that kind of... Do you have any irrational fears at all? Is there any fears you have that's kind of like... doesn't even have to be irrational. My fear is drowning. That's my biggest fear. Um, drowning is just to absolutely terif- terrifies the hell out of me. Uh, water that I can't see like my feet through, my hand through, I will not go in it. So like the seaside in the UK that you literally can't see anything. I will not go in that water unless it's crystal clear. I will not is go it, in is, it. Is it. Is it a case of um, like the actual art of, of water that you're scared of? Or is it a scared No, I'm not scared of, of water. Fact... I'm not scared of water. I'm just, just scared of water that I can't. It's underneath it. Yeah, that scares mm-hmm. me. Yeah, like if, you know, if there's any creature or like, I don't know, I just don't like it and it's dirty water and it just looks disgusting and the smell's disgusting and it's just, I just don't like the sea. So <laughs> the that, seaside that, that, in England. That reminds like, me, that yeah. reminds me to cancel our holiday to Greece because she doesn't like water. We're not going to No, Greece, I love water. I just don't like water. <laughs> that I can't see things through. I don't like, I don't like it when it's not clear. Yeah, like, and my fear, my absolute fear is, is, is drowning as well. So I will never go on a cruise ever. I'll be scared of it, like capsizing and no, 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 <laughs> no. That's fair. That's fair. I guess my real, my real fear, um, it's such a weird thing because I fucking love roller coasters and theme parks, but I'm actually terrified of heights. Like I am like, I say I'm terrified of heights. I'm like, there's, there's definitely levels to fear, right? That I could definitely, like, for example, we're going to Scotland next year, right? And yeah. I've definitely been to, like, a top of a castle and, like, looked over, like, you know, a, a big area. Um, but weirdly, like, I went to France in 2020 and I couldn't go up the Eiffel Tower because I was stood underneath it and I looked up and I got kind of, like, a weird feeling of vertigo and I was like, nope, not happening, right? But, like... When I'm on a roller coaster, for example, and I'm like at the top of the lift hill, it's like, yeah, I'm absolutely bricking it, but I know that in about 30 seconds, it's all going to be over. So I guess it's kind of that weird feeling of like being up high, but like not be in control of your fear, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. I think the best way to kind of surmise it is, um, 
So we both have been, uh, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Darren Brown, the illusionist. And we went on the ghost train at Thorpe Park. And I think he said something on that thing that made it made perfect sense to me and has it ever since I heard it. Um, there, is a, there is a very thin veil between fear and enjoyment, because if there isn't, why would we go to a baby and go boo? Why would we deliberately try and make a baby, yeah. you know, because yeah. it is it, that thin veil between this is terrifying and this is enjoyment like the same reason why you watch a horror film or listen to a scary watch a scary story or, or whatever because it's kind of like you want to be scared but then at the same time you get enjoyment out of it because it releases endorphins and things like that so i guess it's kind of it's kind of cool so what i did was i went on to google and again this might not be a hundred percent like accurate or anything like that but this is what google has told me so i googled the top 10 fears in the uk and i wanted to talk about them and just see whether we can relate if we think they're a bit stupid because some of them <laughs> are but again i'm not be whistling anyone who's fit no, ha- has a no. fear of these but i think some of them are just like i don't i don't understand how you can have a fear of that but you know anyway at number 10 and i'm not laughing i'm not laughing i'm trying to laugh is the fear of vegetables no, that that can actually be a fear for some people. And I, I initially, and the reason why I said I'm not laughing, because when I read it the first time, I did laugh. And I was like, well, that's a bit stupid. But then I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, maybe like if you were, because as a child, you're kind of like forced, some people force you to have your fruit and veg, right? Because it helps you grow and everything else. Like it is important to have a balanced diet. You know, I say this as a bigger man who he who eats no vegetables as a, as an adult you know but it's a weird one to have an actual psychological fear of vegetables is is kind of strange do you do you do you relate to that at all or you just is it just... i don't have a fear of vegetables but like if i see like a fruit or something that's very quite unusual like i've not seen before because like the first time i ever saw a dragon fruit in a supermarket mm-hmm. i was kind of like oh that's really cool that was really aggressive like it looks yeah. you know what i mean but i wasn't it wasn't a fear but because i would not mm. seen that fruit before and i actually saw it i was like oh that's really cool but I, you know but we were saying people do have a fear of fruit and veg i can see if, if that is one of the fears and that is one of the fears is a dragon fruit then mm. you know then I could, yeah. yeah i could possibly see that but cause it looks very alien to me when i first saw it you know but i won't say it, what a fear for me that i've experienced if you know what i mean for sure um and Number nine is a fear of ghosts, witches, or zombies. And again, these all do have these all do have proper like names and stuff. But again, my pronunciation is terrible at the best of times, so you could just Google it. But um, have you ever had a ghostly encounter? I mean, witches and zombies, I feel like are just you know they are valid fears. I'm not dismissing them, but at the same time, ghosts is something that a lot of people have claimed to have seen or seen or, or been touched by. So, like, I can understand that more than the other two. Have you ever had any ghostly experiences? I've had, um, I've had one in particular, and, it like, it still stays in my mind now. Um, mm. I was... Back when I was um, in school, secondary school, my friend was still one of my closest friends. Um, she lived right by a school, Um mm-hmm. On one particular night, I was staying over. We'd all gone to bed. I was in the bathroom next to her room cleaning my teeth. And I don't know 
why, but I just heard somebody run up the stairs or down the stairs. And I kind of like looked and I was like, I was, oh, and I just went, oh, I said, oh, Ashley, wait, have you forgot something or something? And I kind of like looked and there was nobody, like nobody there. Ashley was like literally in the room. And I just went, I just went, I said, have you just gone downstairs? And she went, no. I went, I said, did you not hear that? So somebody's literally just run up or run down those stairs. She went, no. Mm-hmm. I said, are you sure? She went, yeah. And I was still to this day, I'm I'm 31 now. And this was back when I was like 13. To this, mm-hmm. to this day, somebody ran up or ran down those stairs. It was so loud that you know what I mean but then I was like oh my god am I crazy because she's not heard anything like nobody else has heard anything because I thought is a sister awake or a mum and dad but there were nothing whatsoever but you could quack it was literally like proper like banging up the yeah. stairs and you know what I mean so yeah but I swear to god somebody ran up them stairs <laughs> somebody somebody came on them stairs um and then I've had an experience where I felt pressure on the bed as if somebody sat on the like sat on the bed like the actual pressure of you know Mm. like when you sit on a bed that kind of pressure I felt that before Mm -hmm. Uh, but I haven't felt that for a long time but I have had that before and I just thought it was my granddad (laughs) well that's what I was gonna say like I think if you you lose someone close to you so I guess probably the first people you'll lose um as a as a as a younger person slash into early adulthood is probably going to be your grandparents first just I, the, natural, the natural order of things you know so well, I guess my, like go on. Well, my granddad died before I was born and my mum like yeah like my granddad died at the end of September and then they found out they were pregnant with me in the October so I never mm-hmm. actually met him so it's really sad well, that, that that's the thing so I've lost um three of my grandparents out of the four and you know, my my granddad, well, my mum's mum died when I was three on my third birthday, and I was born on the 3rd of March, 1993. So that's some weird symmetry there that I don't quite like. <laughs> um, and then my granddad on my mum's side passed when I was probably about 10 or 11, I'd say. And again, I wasn't particularly close with my granddad on my, on my mum's side. Again, it was more of a, a nice release because he had dementia and everything else, like, you know, the stuff that comes with that. Um, but my nan on my on my dad's side, um, obviously, be, I was very close with my nan. And I don't believe that there's, I don't believe in ghosts per se, but I do believe in spirits in the sense of, I know that I can feel presence with me, if that makes sense. And it's kind of like, it, it's not like, you know, the devil on the shoulder or the angel on the shoulder or anything like that. It's just like, a sense of when shit hits the fan, I know that I just sort of look just like in the very corner of my eye, like in the in the bit you can't quite see. And it's like, okay, I know. Like, and it's almost like someone just giving me like the tiniest of pushes on my back and go, just, just keep going. It's okay. Just like, because the thing is when you face with adversity, your kind of natural reaction is to, to run the other way. And it, you know, adversity can be being scared or can be like in a situation you want to be in or whatever. And it's like, rather than facing the problem or the situation head on, you, you, your natural reaction is to try and run where that's where I feel like I've got people with me that are just going, no, 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 you just, you carry on. It's all good. Do you know what I mean? Like reassuring. Yeah. Um, Number eight is a fear of the full moon, which I relate to, I'm not scared of a full moon, but I think the full moon is very weird. 
It's very. <laughs> cre- I think the or- moon itself is a creepy entity. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, I recently did a scare ground a couple of weeks back with one mm. of my one of my friends and her daughter, and that night. It actually was a full moon. It was beautiful. Oh. And it was so big. And mm. it was just I, like, it, it was just so good because you have to go down, because I'm from Yorkshire. So we had to go down a lane and a lane mm. where the scare ground is, it's called Hell Lane. So Hell Lane, scare ground, full moon. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And when you were walking around, you could just see the moon following you. It was so mm. bright and big. It was do you, do you want to know something, right? Do you want to know something, <laughs> right? Perfect. So, it's good. I am a massive um, Doctor Who fan, right? And yeah. there is a particular episode, a David Tennant episode, which I'm sure people have seen, um, called The Waters of Mars. And that just gives me the fucking creep so bad because <laughs> it's basically like these water based people infection like infects people and they like start spraying water out of their mouth and remember when i'm watching that again i was i was like older i'm not like a young kid at this point but it was so fucking creepy and now i just look at planets and i'm like kind of aliens and stuff like that and and the thought of other creatures and i don't mean humans i don't mean i don't think there's any kind of civilized life like us anywhere else in the world in the universe but I definitely think there's something else, whether it's a microorganism or like, a, a, do you know what I mean? Well, we about, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like, I love space and stuff, but they're saying mm. that there's that multiple like, universes out there than mm. our own. But yeah. Again, this is like stuff that they don't fully understand just yet, but apparently mm. there's a multiverse, uh, multiple universes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> At number seven, which I thought was going to be higher, a fear of thunder and lightning. I thought that was going uh, yeah, to be that, a that, lot that, higher than that. Yeah, I did because me and you, me and you, we when we go to sleep at night, we do listen to rain and thunderstorms because I find it very. I love the sound of water running. I love the sound mm. of, you know, trickling of water and and and, and thunder because we listen we listen to that sometimes when we go to sleep. Um, mm. We find it quite well. I find it quite relaxing personally, but I can understand it'd be somebody else's fear because my nanan, God bless her, she's got Alzheimer's now, bless her. But she used to hate thunder, um, and she used to hide under the bed, under the covers. She used to hate it. I can remember. Well, she was my, my 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 ex um, fucking hated it. Like would genuinely like go up to bed, um, and this would be like the middle of the afternoon, for example. Go up to bed, hide under the covers, head over pillow. Like I don't want to be like, and yeah. to me, I, I was kind of like. It. To me, I was kind of like that's mental. But it's amazing. It, it's amazing. It was, an, it, was, it, was an, it was an irrational fear that she had. In the yeah. same way, you might have an irrational fear of you know spiders, snakes, whatever it may be. It's like yeah. you know it. Yeah, it's so it's so strange that how the mind yeah. works like that. But it yeah. is because I find it relaxing, but someone else could be absolutely terrified of it. It's amazing how we're all different in terms mm. of you know mm-hmm. absolutely uh number six is one of my top ones to be honest and it is fear of the dark 
Now, the re and I'm not talking about the Iron Maiden song. Sorry, either. I do. I was like, I'm which is a great fucking song. In my head, then I was like, fear of the dark. <laughs> yeah, because Ooh. it is a case of the unknown, and it's not so much oh, there might be a monster in the closet. It's there might be a table in the way, which if I walk into, it's going to fucking hurt. That's kind of you know, if if it's like walking through, um. Like anywhere that's dark and there's no light, it's just a lack of vision that I think is the thing that scares me. Like, I mean, I have to wear glasses now anyway, but if if I ever lost my sight, I think I would would be terrified. I would be absolutely, I mean, you'd, you'd learn to accept it, but it's a terrifying prospect. Do you know what I mean? I used to be terrified of the dark as a child. Um, mm. I can remember my mum always had to leave the landing light on for me. Um, I used to be a nightmare trying to get to sleep on a night when I was really young because I just had a fear of the dark. I was so scared. And it wasn't even any particular reason. Like I wasn't, I was just scared of, I was just scared of it. So my mum had to leave the landing light on sometimes all night. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'd crawl into their bed because I was scared. But I don't know what I was afraid of. I was just scared of being complete darkness, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so I have got another little voice clip for you because this one links to the one we're about to talk about. So I'm going to let this one play. This is Deb from Harriet. Hello, I'm Debbie, applying the band Harriet. This Halloween, I'm most scared of people who are dressed in those outfits that you see sometimes in town where people are dressed head to toe as a character like if they're dressed as like i don't know the cookie monster or something like that you will not see me anywhere near him i hate him it's my biggest fear weird one she's not like disneyland then (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. But yeah, thank you so much for that. There's a little Aww. bit. Oh, there's, a little, there's a little bit. There's a little bit more to that, which I'll play in a, in a little while, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, the, the fear of masks and costumes. Now, I totally get that. I totally relate to that because if someone is just standing in the street dressed as a clown, I am gonna like it. Totally engages my fight or flight. Like I'm either gonna run towards you with a clenched fist and try and punch you. Or I'm gonna run the opposite direction and just run and hide. I think it's the again, it's it links back to the sixth one of the unknown and not knowing who or what that person is. But again, if you're dressed as like, I mean, the cookie monster, I think would be quite cool. I think that'd be quite that's my cookie monster impression, everybody. I think that'd be quite cool. But do you have a fear of of masked and costumed people? Um no, because I mean, I went to the scare ground and obviously knew um, that there mm. were going to be characters, but I didn't know what characters there were going to be. I mm. was, like I said, I mean, I couldn't, there was a guy dressed as, or there was somebody dressed as a giant teddy bear, like a zombie teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it in case people do go to this because uh, it's still mm. currently going on. Uh, but anyway, well, it, it, it won't, it, it will be going out Halloween night, so it probably will be over by then. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Anyway, right. Well, this particular one was a doll's house one. Okay. So there was like a little tea party at the table. There was like, you know, like dolls, what were completely mashed up and gore everywhere, very detailed. There was a giant teddy bear, obviously ripped apart and stuff on a, on a chair. And I knew that was a person because sometimes there'll be bits where you don't think 
it's not actually a person. You think it might be just um, for decoration, but it's not actually, it's actually a person. I kind of knew that was a person, but how they were positioned was really good. And I kind of knew they were, it were a person. And they actually got up and like touched me because they, they can touch you, you can't touch them. But they actually like touched me. And like, I don't know if it's because... I, I kind of, I, I wasn't 100% it was a person, but I thought it was a person and it was. And I was just like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, you've been through a rough patch, haven't you? You know what I mean? I kind of have fun with it. Um, and it ended up following me for a little while because they can follow you, but they can't follow you too far because obviously they've got to stay in that area. Um, but I loved it. But then you again, just, there were you people, were just, you yeah. were just, um, you were flirting with a giant teddy bear. <laughs> well, there was one person. <laughs> there was another person that I thought wasn't real, and it was real. And Sonia was like, "Rebecca, look," and I'm like, "What?" And I just turned my head very slowly. It was literally like this close to me, but because yeah. I was looking there, and it was I didn't know he was there. And I just turned around very slowly, and people thought I was going to scream, and I just didn't. And I just went, "Oh, hello!" And I just went, just like I did him up and down. It's kind of like. You look fabulous, and I don't think he knew how to like say anything to me because obviously he, I was just like so he was just so he just started laughing. She said, "Did you not know he was there?" I was like, "Sonia, I did not know he was there whatsoever." I said, "I didn't know." She goes, "He were practically breathing on you." I went, "I didn't know he was there at all," and you know what I mean. And I'm like looking back and thinking, "Well, why did weren't I scared if I didn't know he was there?" And I just turned. And he was this literally so close to me. I was like, I was like. Hello. Well, you look fabulous, and then you know what I mean. And it was just like, I'm scared, but I'm but I'm not. You know what I mean? It was like, I don't know, because I said to Sonia, and I said I'm not an easily quite an easy person to scare sometimes. So the fact that sometimes things scared me, and some things some some things didn't. Like that didn't scare me that particular bit, but some yeah. bits did scare me. Like I was like, holy shit, this has actually scared me. Like oh my god, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Because there were bits that. I didn't know we're gonna come at all. You know mm. what I mean? Um, like the bit with the, with the clown, you don't like clowns, but there's one particular bit and I think you would have absolutely hated it. There was one particular bit where you have to walk down this path, you end up in the woods and there's just a path and you just follow the path on. Literally a light behind him just shining down and you could just see the silhouette of a clown and he was really oh. tall, it was huge. And I was just like, they're all wanting me to go first. So I went first and he just let me past. I just went, hi. I <laughs> I just went hi, and I'm just like I'm just like I'm just I'm just like waving to him and just walking past, and then and then there were other people behind me, and I just heard him screaming because obviously it obviously scared them, but it didn't scare me, and it was just yeah, but yeah, there were some bits where I did actually really shit my pants, like like for fuck's sake, sorry if I'm swearing, guys, if we don't like swearing, it's all, right. but, it's all good. You know, but yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell!" You know what I mean? Like, oh my god! Like, oh, I'm so good. You know what I mean? But it was just, yeah. Sorry, it was just Sorry. really good. No, it's all good. It's all good. So the number four on the list is one of the big hitters. Needs no introduction. It is a fear of snakes. I, I don't have a fear of snakes. I understand a fear of snakes, but I don't have a fear. I feel a little bit on edge. I feel like my my senses are definitely heightened when I'm around snakes, but I'm not like scared. I wouldn't like the the, the famous thing with snakes is um, we're big fans of the TV film series Jackass, right? And there's a particular um, bit with obviously Bam and Jera who is fucking terrified of snakes, and there's there's two bits like what's well, spring to mind the bit where he's locked in the back of that van 
and they chuck in the King Cobra and he's literally just crying because he just can't. And, you know, the gap, which is probably just about big enough to fit him through. And he just jumps through it like no care for himself. If he's going to get through, he just needs to get out of that situation. And, and that is a fear of snakes. 100%. Yeah, and then they like, put a fake one on him as well when he got out. <laughs> They like dangled a fake one on him, like chucked it on his back, and he went. Ooh. I remember that. So, I remember it's that. It's so mean. It's so mean. He was so yeah. scared. He really was mm. terrified. I remember that one. He was absolutely terrified. He just wanted to get out. He didn't care how he got out. He just wanted out, and I felt do, really do, sorry do for him. Have, to see it. Do you have a fear of snakes at all? Do you like snakes? I don't have you... a fear of snakes, but if um, if it's a, a snake, a venom, if it's a venomous one. Um, and they get quite aggressive or they feel threatened in any way then, or an anaconda or something that can literally probably eat me with the size of me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sure. uh, but yeah, I do have a fear of snakes, but I, I wouldn't say I, I do unless I was in front of one that was venomous and very aggressive and territorial, you know, mm. like I'd be quite, oh my God, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't say I have a fear in day-to-day life of a snake, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number th- I number understand th- why people do for sure. Number three is a fear of anything to do with death, which I I get that. But so when I was younger, I think I, I was a weird child growing up. I have to say I was a very weird child growing up. I had a fascination, I guess, with the thought of what happens when you take your final breath. In the sense of, well, is that it? Is it just black? And that's that. You know, because, again, not even from, like, a religious point of view, just a literal physical point of view. It's just, okay, I'm done. And it's just black. That's it. That's, like, your whole existence. And then when I came to terms with that, I kind of, and you'll know this being my partner, I'm just like, well, fuck it life don't really matter that much just kind of have a bit of fun with it have some you know just try and be a decent person to the best you can be and just try and have a laugh because life is sometimes a little too short um and that's not me trying to get too deep with it but do you know what i mean do you do you kind of understand that fear that people might have i don't have a fear of dying no like i've, no, I don't. I've, never, I've never had a fear of dying um mm. I don't know how you die. I don't know if it's just it. It's just it. Do you have the Grim Reaper over you? Do you get kiss of death? I have no idea. Um, does you still get sucked out of you like a death eater? You know. <laughs> um, I mean, that'd be the know, cool way to go, wouldn't it? I just, you know, I just think you're dead. You're dead. I'm like, I'm do not. You really want, do you want to know something, right? This is this is not meant to be very morbid, but it is a Halloween special, right? So, oh, yeah. I I would so much and i'm not gonna put a date on it because god that's morbid but i would so much rather go out in like a, not a physical blaze of glory but in a, in a blaze of glory than to die when i'm 85 in a care home you know like i think i'm more scared of like having something like alzheimer's terrifies the fucking the fright frightens the shit out of me the thought of me like waking up when i'm older and not knowing who my family are and who my friends are like I would much rather be like driving along the road, lose control of the car, smash into a tree. Like, do you know what I mean? I would so much rather that happen than to slowly kind of fade away, if that makes sense. And again, it's, it, yeah, it's such a weird thing. But um, yeah. yeah. Number two 
is the other real big hitter of the animal kingdom, and that is Sphere of Spiders. Now, I fucking... Spiders give me the heebie-jeebies, like, the worst. Do you like... Do you like spiders? Is that a weird sentence? (laughs) I don't... I mean, it's it's quite hard for me to... um, I don't like spiders like house spiders. Mm. They're just disgusting. The, 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 just the, the legs and the, the, just the sheer look of them. But mm. I look back when I was in school and we had this particular day where I can't remember what kind of day it was. Anyway, it, it was something to do with reptiles, something to do with animals anyway. And this guy actually had a tarantula for us to literally hold. Yeah. I held the tarantula, right? And I'm not kidding. They look quite terrifying and 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 and, and like you know what I mean just to look at them and the legs and stuff but when I actually held it in my hand it was Mm. the softest thing that I've ever had apart from my cat on my hands it was literally so soft and I held it Mm. for about 10 seconds and I didn't want to get back yeah but I look back and I think well I if I see a spider in the house here which is literally puny compared to the one that I held like it doesn't you know it doesn't compare you know what I mean but the fact that I held that spider <laughs> and thought it was lovely. But then a house spider, I see, I think, oh my God, I need that out of the house. I don't want that in the mm. house. I need it out now. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? Like, mm. I, I'm probably not the only one what thinks that, but I wouldn't no, say sure. I have a fear. I think I am more of a fear of moths than I do spiders i'm terrified of moths if i see a moth i want it out not a small one but if it's a big one a beefy one said probably that wide and about that yeah. long i have got i've got to get it out i've got to, i've not even get it out i need to kill it and i need to catch it and literally hairspray it until it's dead you know <laughs> and get it out literally right i'm going to tell you a story about a moth and this is going to contra- uh, off right the, the ladies toilets where I work okay we have a window right and sometimes they forget to close it right mm. and it was when we had that heat wave and obviously everybody knows moths are attracted to light well the ladies light in our toilets doesn't really go off on a night if the window's open anyway so I went in went for a week okay I shut the door I sat on the toilet what was on the wind what was on the door a moth a moth that I've just literally described it was huge it was massive and I was just like oh shit and I'm just like Please don't fly. Please don't fly. Please don't fly. Literally just about to, you know, flush the chain. And what would happen? It starts flying around me. Well, I've never screamed so much in my life. I was like, and I, the window's open still. And I went, for fucking hell, say there's a fucking you know what I mean? Literally running out of the girls' toilets and not even washing my hands. I was terrified of this moth. It was massive. <laughs> And it's as, it's as if that moth knew that I didn't like it because I was kind of like, please flush the chain, let's just get out of here. And as literally as soon as I flushed the chain, it was as if it had woke it up from its slumber or something. Because then it starts flying around me and I was like, oh my God, I needed to get out. But yeah, sorry. But yeah, sure. I don't have a fear no, of spiders fine. really, but I do have a fear of moths. And They're horrible. The, the number Ooh. one, the number <laughs> one top spot <laughs> In the the fears of the UK goes to a fear of blood, which I can understand. I mean, yeah, I had, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I had a, somebody who I used to work with. She still comes in, but she works at another co-op now. And I put my finger at work quite mm. badly 
um, and I needed, it wouldn't stop bleeding, I couldn't put a plaster on it or anything. I needed somebody, and she was the only person that could do it because there was nobody else at, the, at that time. And and I went, Terry, I was went, I'm really sorry. I was like, I know you've got a fear of blood. I said, but I need you to put this plaster on. I said, my, I need you to help me because I can't do it. And I swear to God, I thought she was going to faint. <laughs> She, I thought she was going to faint. I actually had to make sure she was okay while she was doing it. And I was just like, are you okay doing this? Because I can't do it. And there's nobody else. There was blood everywhere. And I'm just like, please don't look at the blood, Terry. Please don't look at the blood. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. There's a lot. Don't look. Um, but yeah, that's, um, I wouldn't say I have a fear of blood, but um, I know somebody who, who does have a fear of blood. And, you know, I can understand why, you know. For sure. There we go. So we've got one <laughs> final list to do. And this is from a credible source. This is voted for on Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomato is a, uh, is a movie reviewing site. And they asked their members to rate the top 10 scariest horror movies ever. So if you're looking for some inspiration to watch on this Halloween this year, here are the top 10 we're going to rattle through them a little bit because we've, we've spent a little bit of time doing this podcast and it's going to be a short one, but it's fine. It's all it's good. It's because I can't talk, stop talking, you know? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, at... Okay, first of all, do you have any films that you'd like to shout out you, that you think should make the list? And I won't tell you if they have until we get there, but do you, any films that you think should? Uh, I've watched so many horror films that some of them I've actually forgotten because I've watched that many. You know, and half of them I don't even own. You know what I mean? For sure. So I can't really say off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Like, it's all cool. It's all cool. So, at number ten from 2017, we have it, part one. Are you a fan? Yay, nay. I'm uh, a big fan. I, I, I'm like, big fan. I like it, but I wouldn't say it shit my pants. And I didn't like the second one very much. I thought it was, I thought both parts were really good. Number nine from 2010, Insidious. Can't say I've seen it, to be honest. Insidious is, um, I don't like the other ones. I've watched all of them. Uh, I think mm. there's supposed to be another one coming out, but the first one, uh, it was more the music than anything that did it for me, that mm. scared me. It was more the music, the pianos, and the particular scene where, like the devil's right there and he goes <sighs> you know what I mean yeah. and then you know it, that bit terrified me because I was like oh, fucking shit but now I could watch it and be like oh but it was more the yeah. music in Insidious that did it for me it was more like dong, 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 you know like creepy music like oh, oh, organ oh, piano uh, music and you know what, what I mean what was that sound dong, dong. that's how I could describe it if you guys know if you People listening to this, if you are actually seeing Insidious, you know the bit that I'm on about, and the, mm. when she pulls the sheet back, and then you can see like the massive like handprint and the music that comes with that as well. You'll know the music I mean. Um, mm. But I love the first Insidious, but the other ones after that, I thought no. Later cool. found. <laughs> From 2012 at number eight, we have Sinister. Again, I've not seen it. Have you seen Sinister? Uh, I've seen Sinister. Yes, I remember this. There is a second one out. I think it came mm. out not too long ago. It might have been earlier on last year, I think it were, maybe. But yes, the Sinister and Sinister 2. 
Uh, I think they're mm. both on Netflix at the minute, or the second one might not might not be on there. I'm not sure, but Sinister, as I can remember, was on there, so that's when I've watched it. But yeah, really, really good Sinister one and two. I I agree, they're brilliant. I might actually watch if they're on there. I might actually watch them again today. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Okay. But yeah, so they are really good. They are good. At, at number seventeen, we we go into the classics. 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween, the original. One of the best fucking horror films, in my opinion. I adore this film because it's just classic. It's just the music score, the fucking, the cinematography of it. It's just perfect. Do you like Halloween? Are you a fan of of the Halloween franchise in general? Um, I've tried... Like, I don't know, to be honest. I just, I'm more of a Friday the 13th kind of girl. Like, people like rave about Halloween and stuff. And I'm like, watching it and I'm like, mm, it's all right. But I won't mm-hmm. say it's on my, one of my favorites, like on my classic list. I won't say. For sure. Um, then we get to number six, 2002's The Ring, which is a fucking class film. If you've never seen The Ring, that is a fucking class film. It's the UK remake of the Japanese version. The Japanese version is a lot scarier than the UK version. The US version. I need, the, I need the Japanese version. It's really good. I um yeah um I I have got both of those, but there's also a film called um The Ring. Mm-hmm. Where I don't want to spoil it for people if you've not watched it, but basically Samara gets basic mm. Samara basically gets she comes back basically. Um mm. which is it's got different characters in it though. It's not the same per- people what are in the first one and the second one. It's not called mm. the ring three or anything. It's literally called it's just called the ring or something. Um mm. it's got the guy from um uh, Big Bang Theory in there. Um but I think it's amazing, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they need to do another one to follow that up. But I don't mm. know if they will. But if you haven't seen The Ring, I think that's what it's called, The Ring. Definitely watch that. Sure. Um, and then we go into the top five. At number five, the 1974 absolute classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, which I've got that upstairs, baby. Is can a I can fucking... I just run upstairs and get it and just show you guys? world-class film yeah go ahead i'm just going to talk real quick just you go grab it um the texas chainsaw massacre is an absolute classic um of horror and it was banned in i think it was banned just in the u.s but it was banned for like 25 years i'm just going to double check um on google um to make sure but i'm pretty certain that was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was banned in several countries and numerous theatres stopped showing the film as there were complaints of violence. Um, absolutely mental. And when it first came out, it had a budget between eighty and one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and it only made thirty. Oh no, sorry, I got that wrong. Yes, yeah, eighty thousand to one hundred and forty thousand uh, budget, and made thirty million at the box office. So. It was a little bit of a hit. Hello, darling. Welcome back. There we have it. Yes. It's yeah, such first a First release film. to a shock public in 1974. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a deserved reputation as a compelling part of the new wave of American horror films. But yes, this is my 
favorite version and I've watched the recent one of this that came out because obviously if you guys have seen this version you'll know that there is a survivor at the end of it and in the new one she actually comes back for revenge mm. uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to go into that but it, it, I think it was, was it on Netflix? No, I don't think yeah, it was on Netflix. Netflix film, yeah, I don't it? know if it's still on there. I think it might be. If it is, definitely watch it. I was a, It was good, but I was a little bit, just a tiny bit, a little bit disappointed about it. But it, yeah, I still thought it were really good. But if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Because, um, like I said, the survivor of this one is in that one. Um, it's really good. So, yeah. But, yeah, this hey. is the... 1974 version and I absolutely love it it's brilliant it's just the scene of where she gets picked up and just put on the meat hook and her boyfriend's just laying on the slab and he's just like chainsawing his head off and she's watching it's just like holy fucking shit that's just brutal man <laughs> you know number number four we go uh only six years into the future to 1980 with The Shining which is one of the best fucking... I fucking love The Shining. I like The Shining. So, so great. Such a great film. Um, And then, surprisingly, number three, so we're into the top three spot, is 2013's... And I know you've seen this film, and I know you like this film, The Conjuring. I do. I've actually got them upstairs as well. I've got the first one and the I've, second one. I've I... never seen The Conjuring I think what makes it so scary. I need to. I need to find out the. Uh, the I can't think of the word. Chronological order because there's mm. things in the Conjuring, one and two, but there's also the Nun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's also the Nun, and I think there's a Nun. I think there's a, a second the Nun film. I think I've done. If that's out, is there is there a Nun film? The second one. You know I think I mean? there's a second one in the, in the works. Yeah, yeah, and then there's and then there's Annabelle. The kind of run into each other. That's where I seem like they feel like they run into each other a little bit because obviously yeah. the demon in the demon is called Valak. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so you do get you know things in between, and it's kind of like these films are actually in some sort of order a little bit. Um, but the, the recent one I watched was the. Uh, Conjuring the Devil Made Me uh, Do It, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. But I'm pretty sorry, I could talk forever. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Number two on the list, and if you have seen this film, we're not going to spoil it. We're just going to do... I've got the synopsis on Google because I don't want to spoil it. It's the 2018's Hereditary, which is one of the fucking scariest films I think I've ever watched. I think that's still on Netflix as well. I'm pretty it sure is, that's been on there for a while. It, it, it is it, class. It's the... Class um, piece of... It's good. It's good. So, it's really good. What we'll say is what the synopsis says on Google. After, mother, after her mother passes away, Annie and the rest of the family are grief-stricken. Soon, strangers start occurring, and the horrifying truth about Annie's ancestry comes to light and it is you know what there's certain films that are jump scary right that are like and it's like oh fuck that's you know that's one thing this film gets inside your head and it fucking lives with you 
for days after. At least it would be, I came away thinking, holy shit. Like, because the revelation is such a massive bomb of a thing to go off. When she it's says, like, I'm going on fire and you just lit. It's just burnt, which Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. So good. Number one. The 1973 absolute classic, The Exorcist. I, mm-hmm. personally, for my money, I would swap two and one around. But mm-hmm. I completely understand why The Exorcist is there. It's a yeah. great film. It's a great film. Also, I want to do an honourable shout-out for a film which is on Netflix... Um, I don't know if anyone, if you've ever seen it. Um, It came out probably um, like maybe a couple of years ago. Um, Let me just get the synopsis up on, because again, I don't want to ruin it. 2019 it came out. It's called The Platform, right? And this fucking film stuck with me so, so much, right? In the future... Prisoners are held in vertical cells, watch their inmates from the upper cells feed while they are starved, right? And the whole film, that's only a tiny part of the film, right? So they uh, there's basically a vertical prison and there is like level like one at the top and it goes all the way down or it goes like the other way. So it starts at one and goes down to like 500, right? And at the very top, you have a full like platform of food and it goes down and down and down, right? And it's kind of like talking about the social kind of um, hierarchy and how greed and all this kind of stuff. But every day they wake up on a different level. So you might wake up day one, you might be on platform two and you'll have loads of food. The next day you might wake up and you're platform like 300 and you have you just hope that you've got food and it's all set within this thing. And you know what? It freaked me. It genuinely stuck with me. It's not like jump scare or anything like that. It just stuck with me. It's stuck inside my head, like a bad smell. And it was, it's a really good film. It's really good. It's um, it was released as a Spanish release. So you have to kind of work with the subtitles a little bit, but yeah, I think it's still on Netflix. It's very, very good. Do you have any honorable mentions for Halloween films? No, I you mean, mentioned Halloween. You mentioned Halloween, um, Friday Thirteenth, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah, like all of Friday the Thirteenth, you know. Mm-hmm. But... Also, I chuck in there, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is fantastic as well. I like The Strangers as well. Like some people mm. might think that's a bit meh. It's not really scary, but I just like it because it's got Liv Tyler in it. It's got Scott Speedman in it. Um, mm. I just like the aesthetic that you get in the house. I just like the story. I just, you know what I mean? Some things don't always have to be super scary, but you know, For things, sure. you know, have got to have like a nice storyline to it, you know? Um, For sure. Oh, but I like and, a film called The Forest as well. And also, you're a big Saw fan as well. I'm a big Saw fan, but um, like the latest one was the spiral but apparently they're doing something else as well now it's like i love franchises and stuff but then sometimes they can take it a bit they can take it too far like, take it too far and just you know but i still I like, like you know what i mean some people sell spirals shit but i thought it was 
you know it's pretty good but it's kind of predictable you know like you know, oh, yeah, you know it's gonna happen like this is gonna happen blah 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 you know things can get quite repetitive but um i also like a film called the, the forest as well people it's not really scary but again i like the story of it mm-hmm. um it's got it's got it's um if you guys have heard of it it's um it's just a um story about um uh, a twin sister that she goes to school in japan and then she goes missing she apparently she goes into uh in japan there's a famous forest called i can't pronounce it okikahara forest where it's basically suicide forest yeah um and it's obviously the base base of like it's part of the mountain basically of mount fuji um basically it's just about a looking forest sister and stuff like that but apparently um things like happen because apparently if you're in this film if you've got sadness in your heart um or if you're unhappy or sad the yuris basically they're not they're not ghosts but they're kind of like angry spirits spirits that have died there that haven't rested and they've come back angry if that makes sense but it's mm-hmm. just called the forest anyway it's a good story it's really really good it's, it's i like it like you know what i mean i don't i haven't heard that much about it from other people but i saw that i think it was on netflix a while ago and i just decided to buy it on dvd because i loved it that much um cool. but it's good yeah so, sorry i can just talk i could just whittle on about anything so. it's all good it's all good and if you need some um musical inspiration for this halloween um obviously ice nine kills is probably the easiest the most obvious answer but also i want to chuck in rob zombie obviously dragula is a fucking tune um, I also want to throw in um, Alice Cooper, Female Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> just thinking of uh, horror-based music now. Um, but yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you've had an amazing day. I hope you eat lots of candy and chocolate. And I hope that you watch all the scary movies. I want to do a massive shout out to Debbie from Harriet. And I'll do a shout out to Ben from Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for your things it was awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely um we're going to be back very very soon with with new guests with new podcasts new content all of the great stuff um yeah thank you very much rebecca as always and um yeah we'll see you all very soon in the next one peace bye 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 <laughs>